0: It's the BNS in twenty minutes or less podcast. Your daily download of X 929s 9 X mornings with Beckler and Shauna. It is Tuesday, May thirty first, twenty twenty two. I'm Shauna. Beckler is away today. He took a day off to finish packing for today. Uh, we have not had a show together in a very long time. Like, I've, does he look? This, does he have a skulllet growing in now? Or it's going to be weird seeing him tomorrow. I'm just like, oh my god, that's just phenomenal. Wow. Anyway, uh, he will return tomorrow, I believe. Um, I'm, of course, now back from Costa Rica. I'll, of course, talk lots about that trip on the show. I learned some very interesting things. Uh, Coming up, I had, I think, one of my, probably the most embarrassing experience of my life while I was away. So I'm going to admit that to you, even though I don't know if I should. I encountered a different type of snob recently that I wanted to share with you. I have a dilemma, a, a, a moral dilemma for you to decide what you would do in this scenario, and it's a tough one. I'm, I'm still torn. I'm not sure what I would choose. I have a bit of an unpopular opinion when it comes to uh, long weekends. But first, Vancouver hit us with some magic. The BNS and twenty minutes or less podcast. We always like to talk about the soft news in Vancouver, okay? Because sometimes the news here can get a little bit serious and a little bit hard. And if you you just venture out to the west and you read some of the things that are going on in their news there, it's just a lot softer, a lot nicer. You know, just something that makes you feel a little bit, a little bit happier. Okay, so uh, I found some Vancouver headlines for you that are very soft. Uh, so let's just get, let's get right into it here. Don your protective hats. Crow attack season swoops into Vancouver. And then the article goes on to say, Widespread accounts of crow on human violence. Okay, now. Like, crow on human violence? Really? Like, these are these are crows we're talking? Is it? Anyway, moving on. Okay. Meet Timbit, the seal pup, the new fuzzy patient at Vancouver's Marine Mammal Rescue Center. Now, don't get me wrong, that's adorable. There's a seal pup. Just very soft, very nice, soft headline for you. You know, something quite lovely. Vancouver Strata, loud dog toys complaint dismissed. Yes, there was a, a complaint about dog toys being too loud. BC's Civil Resolution Tribunal apparently dismissed noise complaints about the upstairs neighbor's dog toy noise. Okay, come Like really, this is what we're complaining about, okay? Like, are we about to get a decibel reader for dog toys here in Vancouver? I just picture police dressed up as bushes in the dog park, just ready with their decibel readers. Oh, oh, that toy right there, that is too loud. Um, Ma'am, I'm gonna have to give you a ticket for that. That toy squeaks at a level that people are unhappy about. We're a very quiet people here in Vancouver and that toy just disturbing our peace. Less squeak, more peace, okay? God bless you, Vancouver. Okay, God God bless you. VNS in 20 minutes or less. So I was away last week. I was in Costa Rica and uh, something happened there. And I I have to be honest, I don't even think I should admit this, but I I think I'm going to uh, because, well, it's it's still a little bit scarring to me. And sometimes I think we need to say these things aloud just to to process them properly. So my last day in Costa Rica, I had the shuttle coming to pick me up before I got to the airport. And the shuttle was about an hour and a half drive picking me up at 5 in the morning, and I uh, I went outside of the gates of the hotel. I had packed all my stuff. I was ready to go. Five minutes to when the shuttle was supposed to arrive, which, by the way, I spent $175 on, and they say they'll hold it for 10 minutes. About five minutes before shuttle time, I felt my stomach starting to turn, and I, um, I wound up, I think, having a, a mild bout of food poisoning, And at this time, I was already outside the gates of our hotel, so I started to run with all of our stuff back into the hotel to try and use the bathroom, and um, I didn't quite make it. So here I am in the bathroom with my shuttle now coming about three minutes from now. Uh, I I took off my, my pants. I threw it immediately into the garbage pail in this very nice hotel uh cleaned myself up with the foot bath outside and then slipped on more pants and ran back to the shuttle praying to God that that was the last of whatever was going on with my stomach and I didn't have to deal with this well on an hour and a half long shuttle ride. It was a nightmare. I'm not going to lie. I was literally in the bathroom as the people in the hotel, this very nice boutique hotel, are knocking on the door being like, ma'am, Ma'am, your shuttle's here. And I'm like, I know! I'm coming! Frantically, just throwing away my poopy pants and, and cleaning myself up again. Luckily, there was this, this lovely foot bath for the sand for people in the pool, and I I used that to just wash off and make sure I was good to go. But let me tell you, okay? It was, it was an experience, and for the rest of the day, I couldn't look anybody in the eyes. Okay, just don't look at me! Envisioning what had just gone on and what I had done. Don't look at me! this very nice boutique hotel and how i probably ruined that bathroom forever it's probably out of service now like i don't know what you're going to do with that you know like not that it was a big mess it's just it's just the things that those walls have now seen you know and the poopy pants and the garbage they're probably wondering what god's name is wrong with this, this awful gringo who left everything there anyway not my finest moments but again i needed to process this so i'm i'm explaining it to you okay luckily i was fine for the rest of the day and i Made it through the hour-and-a-half-long shuttle and the six-hour flight and then the hour-and-a-half cab back home. But I just don't know if I'll ever forget that. Nor will that hotel problem. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. So I was chatting with some friends about the last game in the Flames Oilers series. And at the time, uh, a friend thought he'd read that Evander Kane wasn't going to be playing because his wife was having a baby. Now, it turns out Kane did not miss the game. He left briefly to welcome the baby. And then he was back in the lineup for the next game in the series. But my friend was like well I certainly hope he's not missing a game in the playoffs for that and I was I was sitting next to his girlfriend at the time and we both kind of looked at him like excuse me And he was like well that's ridiculous like he should be playing whether his wife is having a baby or not I mean the kid's not going to remember that I was thinking I was like well it's it's you know more to be there for your wife than the kid I mean at the time the Oilers were up two games in the series and your wife is having a child you know like I think it's fair if you were to have missed that game no we were debating this though so this is the big question now if we're going to go further along make it even more difficult if it's game seven of the Stanley Cup final and you're a professional hockey player and your wife is in labor just before the game do you play or do you go to the hospital This was cause for a little bit of tension between my two friends who were a couple. He was just like, excuse me, you wouldn't be there for me? And he was like, well, no, professional hockey player. I mean, luckily, he's not a professional hockey player, and the two of them will never have to make that decision, but it is kind of an interesting question. A tough choice to make, you know? Birth of your first child. Or play in Stanley Cup Game 7. What do you do? The B&S 20 Minutes or Less podcast. I uh, Became the black-capped chickadee. That was what came in at number one. In the votes, though, a close second was the magpie, which I was a little bit shocked by because everybody here seems to really dislike the magpie. But to be honest, I mean, they're everywhere. And they're really quite pretty. Like, when I was thinking about them in comparison to the annoying pigeons in Toronto or crows, like, magpies, they're, they're beautiful. I... When I first moved here, I thought they had quite nice markings. And everybody's like, oh, those crap birds. What I didn't realize, though, is how much more aggressive magpies can be. Like, if you think they're pests here, did you realize that they dive bomb people's heads in Australia? In fact, it's so bad that Australians have designed helmets to keep the magpies away. I guess magpies target cyclists the most, okay? So cyclists will actually wear these helmets with varying degrees of magpie devices to try and keep them away. One is spikes on your helmets, which, I mean, that's terrifying. Okay, that's a full-out weapon right there, but basically like how you have spikes on the fence to keep the birds away or on your window sills or whatever. They have helmets that have those on it. Uh, another one has eyes on the back of the helmet because apparently that's supposed to keep the magpies away. They won't dive-bomb you if you have these gigantic eyes on the back of your helmets, so cyclists will cycle around with these eyes to keep the magpies from attacking them because they actually will and apparently they can bite and you, cause you to bleed so there's actual magpie deterring helmets now they're not just for cyclists though they also recommend that people walking around wear these magpie protecting helmets as well so imagine walking down bow pathway there having a nice leisurely walk by the peace bridge and You're passing by people wearing helmets because the magpies are so vicious. I mean, I feel like our magpies are much more friendly. There you go, right? The Canadian magpies. More polite. Not dive-bombing her head. The BNS and 20 minutes or less podcast. I actually got some messages after that. Uh, Someone said that his son actually got attacked by a magpie in Australia. Like, full-out attacked and said he went to town on his cheek. He actually cut up his cheek. That is awful. What is wrong with those birds? Somebody else said that uh, here we do have magpies that do the same thing, and they said it's, it's obviously more around nesting time, right? Uh, I have luckily not seen an aggressive magpie like that because that would scare the crap out of me. Although you know what's even more terrifying? Geese when people are nesting. We talked recently about this goose that seemed to be chasing cyclists out of a bush to protect his young, I'm sure. But still, every time a cyclist would pass, this goose was coming after you. The one started chasing me. It was terrifying. Geese are much bigger than magpies, okay? So an angry goose, even more terrifying again though I'm thankful we live in a place where not everything is trying to kill us like in Australia they not only have everything else like the snakes and scorpions and spiders and everything they now have the most angry magpies even magpies in Australia are trying to kill you the BNS and 20 minutes or less podcast so I was in Costa Rica last night and or last week rather not last night no no but anyway when you're there if you pass anybody on the street okay everyone anywhere they say pura vida that's what they say they'll say it as like a hello or a goodbye but it means pure or or simple life and they say it for really any kind of greeting there and i'd never heard that before but i guess they've been saying it for 50 years there i don't know how i missed that but it's kind of like a, a way of life thing for them too right like live the simple life which kind of a nice message kind of like aloha in hawaii right i mean people will say that to say hello goodbye like aloha and it's a way of life thing for them too and it's very nice when you hear that and you say it back. But it got me thinking that Canada maybe needs to adopt something like that. Like some sort of saying we use for hello and goodbye. You know, something that embodies the Canadian way of life. And I was trying to think of what that could be. Like, would it be something to do with hockey? Like, bar down. Yes, good morning. Bar down. Or like something to do with uh, the hardiness and the cold, Maybe. Something as simple as just stay warm. Oh yes, and uh, stay warm to you. Yeah, stay warm, stay warm. But that doesn't necessarily work in, in the summer, right? Or maybe just just give her. You know, I'm now just picturing going to a nice restaurant and at the end of the night, you know, this this nice Italian man who's your server, he takes the check and he's like, Yes, thank you, thank you. Just give her the priest giving a sermon. Yeah. And a blessed just give her to you. Oh, And a blessed just give her to you as well. DNS in 20 minutes or less. So my parents live in Toronto and uh, their cell numbers have that 416 area code, which you can't get anymore. That's kind of the original Toronto area code. And I was learning recently that people are spending thousands of dollars to get one of those original Toronto 416 numbers. And I was reading this and I was like, this makes zero sense. Like, why? Just to show you're an OG Torontonian? Because Drake made the term the six so popular in reference to this 416 area code. And I guess that's part of it. But more so, I was reading that it's businesses who want these numbers. And the reason is because they think if you have a 416 number, it shows your business has been around for a while. Because, again, it's one of the old ones you just can't get. Shows you're an established business. Night? It's funny. I never would have thought about that. And I was thinking, I wonder if it's the same for Calgary and, you know, the 403 area code. I mean, obviously, we have less demand and and less area codes, but, you know, I would never look at a business with, say, a 587 number and be like, well, that business too new for my liking. Like, would you? I guess uh, another reason it's so hard to acquire one of those 416 numbers now is because uh, nobody gives up their phone numbers anymore either. You know, with good long distance plans, there's really no need. Even if you move away, people just kind of keep their number indefinitely now because it's not costing them anymore. It's actually getting the point, I think, where people are going to start inheriting phone numbers. Like, people are going to be putting phone numbers in their will. Yes, this 416 number shall be left for my daughter. This could even be a new type of snob. Oh, I'm sorry, is that a 7 in your area code? You must be new. Well, this number has been passed down for generations. My great-great-grandfather clawed it from the hands of an unsuspecting teles worker in 2029. Mm-hmm. Ooh! Yes! Ooh. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. So I was in Costa Rica last week, but before we went, we were, of course, checking the weather forecast. And everywhere you looked, it said it was going to just dump rain every day. Just pour rain the whole time. So, I mean, the trip was booked, and we were just gearing up for that. We're like, okay, it's going to be a rainy time, but we'll still have fun. And then the night we arrive we check again and it says the same thing for the next morning like just pouring rain when we get there. Oh well, we wake up and there's nothing but sun in sky like nothing. So the next day we look at multiple forecasts from different websites and you know they all say the same thing pouring rain for the next day. Next day wake up again, not a cloud in the sky and 35 degrees. We're like what is happening here? And I was chatting with some locals And I was just like, we must be looking in the wrong spot. Like, do you have somewhere we can find an accurate weather forecast? And the two guys start laughing, and they both point to the sky, and the one goes, looks pretty good to me. Apparently, they, they don't really have a way to forecast the weather there. Like, these guys were like, nobody really knows. And it's funny because you don't realize how dependent you are on weather forecasts until there's no way to tell. It could be absolutely anything. We're trying to, you know, plan some things to do. And we're like, well, we don't really want to do this if it's raining and this if it's sunny. And, well, there's no way to tell. You just kind of have to book it anyway and hope. And I was trying to figure out if there was even weathermen. There probably isn't there. like Because it would it would be just as accurate to blindfold yourself, throw a dart at a wall of weather, and be like, ah, look, that, sure, that one. But it is kind of interesting. Like, we've talked about how plane data helps a lot with our forecasts here. And the more planes in the sky, the more accurate our weather will be because it sends real live data back. Like, the planes are in the weather. So, of course, that helps. And uh, that's why when it was the pandemic, our forecasts were way more inaccurate. Beckler and I were trying to figure that out. And people were like, yeah, it's because there's way less planes flying in the sky. So, less data to go off. Therefore, our weather forecasts were far less accurate. So, perhaps that's what it is. Because there are a lot less flights in Costa Rica. Like, the Liberia airport only has eight gates, I think. So, not a whole bunch going on in the sky. So, maybe that's it? I don't know what the reason, but, man, the weather was so so off, it was comical. Like, the one day it said, and this was the current weather at that moment, it said 27 degrees and pouring rain. And it was sunny, not a cloud in the sky, and 40. I was like, how... How is it this whole- The BNS and 20 minutes or less podcast? I have a bit of an unpopular opinion, I think, but here goes. I think that long weekends are overrated. Now hear me up, okay, everything is always way more expensive on long weekends. Like if you want to fly on a long weekend or stay in a hotel, even camp more money, right? Not to mention everything is way busier. So it's tougher to get in places, tougher to see things, longer lines for all the activities you want to do. I was actually in L.A. this past weekend forgetting it was Memorial Day long weekend for them out there. And uh, I couldn't figure out why our hotel was so much and flights and everything else. And then I realized it's because we were there for a long weekend. And our hotel was actually double what it normally would have been. Like double. Double. And then the lineup for customs was insane, and there was uber surge pricing in effect. Just about everything we did, I think, was about double what it would have been. Now, we wanted to see the the Jays in L.A., so we sucked it up and we paid. But, man, it's a wee ridiculous when you think of how much everybody tries to capitalize on long weekends. Not to mention if you 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 want to go camping, right? Some campsites become dry on long weekends. Gas prices always skyrocket just before long weekends. A lot more cops are out making sure everyone stays in line. I find even establishments are more uptight because of the crowds that they're dealing with. I'm starting to think it would be far better to work on a long weekend Monday, say, and then you take a day in lieu for a non-traditional long weekend. Like, go away the weekend after Canada Day and let others fight the high cost and the big crowds of Canada Day long weekend and then you afterward you get the quiet and I don't know if you've ever traveled the weekend after a long weekend but everything is way quieter because of course everybody else they were out the weekend before so you kind of get everything to yourself just saying especially now that people's work schedules seem to be a little more flexible just It makes more sense to me. I wonder if that's going to happen more. Maybe then that'll even out the prices a little bit too because people will take advantage of other weekends. We don't have the surge pricing thing that happens. I'd be okay with that. The BNS and 20 minutes or less podcast. I wanted to pass this along to you because a friend of mine has a hack on how to never lose a lighter. You know how this is a common thing amongst smokers or tokers or whatever. If you have a lighter, it always winds up missing. Somebody steals it because it's just so easy to toss a lighter into your pocket that's not yours. It's just kind of habit, right? You take it, you're like, thank you, put it in your pocket, and all the lighters are always missing. You're like, where did they go? Well, a friend of mine, he puts his initials on the bottom of a lighter. I'd never thought to do this. He takes a Sharpie, he puts his initials on the bottom, okay, just says JK, so if you steal his lighter, he will find it and you can't deny it because his initials are on it okay so you'll see a and I'm like that's mine that's mine. no it's not i swear this is my i swear this is my lighter and then he just flips it over and he's like see that that's my initials kind of like your parents used to do with your your clothing when you were in kindergarten you know put your initials on it cuz you'd lose it everywhere that's what he does with his lighters now i mean that's devotion cuz lighters aren't very expensive but i understand it right because then you won't constantly be going through those things because your initials are on that letter And if somebody takes it from you, you will know. Amazing. I found it a little bit funny. I was like, that is again, once devotion, but smart, really? You know, that's how you keep track of your stuff. Just put your initials and in everything.